Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. So welcome to the long table. Genetonic with me is my compatriot fourth. Welcome aboard, buddy. It's good to be here. And there was yep. a, there was a long pause before you kind of described me. I kind of had me worried for it. I, I was I was thinking about what I could say and what I should say. You know what? I actually do want to say one thing. It was something I actually wanted to open with. Um, you know, so we all have our draft darlings, guys that we really like. And obviously you were big on Baker. Um, but there was another guy that you were big on and uh, in this draft uh, where a lot of guys were very critical of him and didn't think he was going to be that good. And, and he was a guy that I wasn't crazy about. Um, uh, certainly not at four, but uh, – that's uh, a guy – that guy actually made first-team All-Pro as a rookie. Uh, and I want to just give you a big big props for uh, your call on Derwin James. That was, uh, that was a, pretty solid, uh, a pretty solid pick right there. Oh, thanks. Um, we, we, we can now put all my Kaiser takes to rest. Well, I mean, I don't, they're certainly not going to go to rest. You're still going to get some <laughs> for that. But uh, you'll get some props for, hey, listen, credit words too, man. I, I you know, for, I like to break balls, but at the same point, credit words too. That was a, that was a solid, uh, solid pick. Um, he's a guy who's actually going to be playing this weekend. Uh, tomorrow, uh, the 105 game, uh, Chargers and the Ravens. So we'll be rooting for him. Um, oh, yeah. Chargers. Uh, but, uh, so I guess, uh, by the way, we are on dogs by nature. Uh, I thought I should get that in there. And, uh, this is, this is actually wild card weekend. Uh, there's four games this weekend. We'll probably talk a little bit about all of them. Uh, we got the Colts Texans coming up today at four 30, uh, Seahawks and Cowboys tonight. Obviously that's a big primetime game. They want to get those Cowboys in on Saturday night. Uh, Ravens Chargers one Oh five tomorrow. And then to close out wild card weekend, Eagles and bears, so four four pretty solid games. Um, first, you know this is going to be uh, we got a bunch of teams that weren't in the playoffs last year, all all playing in the next, except for the Eagles. Uh, I think the Bear, the Bears weren't in the playoffs last year. The Cowboys were in. Uh, I don't remember. You got the Seahawks uh, back after an absence. The Colts and the Texans uh, both back in. Uh, although the no, neither team made the playoffs last year. And then uh, Ravens and the Chargers. Um, Colts are interesting team. Uh, started off one and five, went on that really big run, uh, which I think was bookended by l- losses to the Colts, uh, the, to the Texans rather. I'm not sure. I think I read that somewhere. But uh, pretty interesting matchup. Uh, very solid offensive line against a, a very solid defensive line. Uh, the resurgence of Andrew Locke, who's going to be the comeback player of the year, most likely. And uh, 
Deshaun Watson, who another guy that um, I will say I was wrong on. I didn't think he had the arm strength to play in the NFL, but he has got that it factor um, similar to Baker. You know, he's just a winner. Uh, guy goes out and plays. So that first game today should be pretty exciting. And the second game, anytime you get to see the Cowboys in the playoffs, uh, hopefully lose in the playoffs, it's exciting because uh, Cowboy fans are pretty obnoxious. And um, – I know you're not, uh, you know, usually don't really get into anything else but the Browns, but I think uh, I think a little bit of playoff football will be interesting to talk about today. Um, obviously, I'll take it as the the the, Ra- you, the Ravens losing is probably the only thing you really care about this weekend, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we are all Chargers fans on this weekend, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I, you know, Rivers, another guy. I, I kind of like Rivers. Um, I kind of want to see him get a, you know, I, I feel bad. He's he's in that draft class with the other, you know, the other two guys that both have won two Super Bowls. And, and ironically, I think Rivers is probably maybe the best player out of all three of them. It's just he's just never put it together at the right time. Um, he's had some some some, you know total disappearance games that that that's been on him i won't say it hasn't um but he's also been on some teams that have had some crazy injuries um he's had some bad coaching there's been you know there's you know obviously a lot of issues this is a pretty solid that's a that i mean that chargers team is very solid and probably would have been uh in potential for you know the division anywhere else except for uh, the AFC West, so that'll be an interesting, an interesting, uh, an interesting game on on Sunday. Um, I guess we could talk a little bit about our coaching search. What do you think? We could do that. Well, I mean, uh, hopefully, if uh, you you've mentioned the courts, maybe maybe the uh, Mike Watts his face uh, McDaniel's, Josh McDaniel's. Maybe maybe he can do us a solid and and and. Uh, and kind of leave us hanging at the last minute, so we can get someone like Frank Reich. Yeah, I mean uh, that—that's a <clears throat> very, very solid point. Um, we'll come back to that whole uh, coaching discussion. I guess I don't really want to Be- talk directly because you know th- there's there's an article on uh, I think Bleacher Report, which uh, I have to admit it seems like it's getting better in terms of content but anyway there, there's there's a there's a uh long form article about uh mcdaniels and, and all the things that he learned from uh from being with the broncos as, as a head coach and from being away with the rams before returning to new england and if he didn't pull that shit that he did with the Colts then the article would have changed my opinion on, on him. But since he pulled that shit fairly recently, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's not something that a man with honor does and leave. You know, as far as I know, he was basically in... And then at the very, very, very last second, he just bailed on uh, on on the team and 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 the people they hired and whatever. Yeah, I mean, you know, it put a lot of people in in bad spots because the assistants, a lot of assistants, signed on to uh, to be coaches on that staff, and then you know now you got guys that are signed on to be assistants, 
where the coach that was hot, that hired them didn't sign on. So now it, it was just a, it was really a, a cluster of just total mess. And I'll be honest, I, you know, part of me wants to think, oh, well, let's think, uh, you know, conspiracy theory here and maybe Belichick put him up to it so that they would be totally the, the you know, the the Colts would be in a position where they were would be totally screwed and uh, they had lost out on a couple of the prime coaching candidates at that point. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, 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 was, it was a blessing in disguise. I, I have a friend who wanted to, to be you have a friend. Uh, well, you know. It, it honestly, now that you mentioned it, it's not, it's not even a friend. It's just someone that I, someone that I know who okay, wanted, that's, that's, wanted to be an English major. That's more fitting. And they and they didn't take him, so he became a, a really good programmer instead. Now he's making bank and doing something he enjoys instead of being like a, a McDonald's employee. Yeah, sure. You know, so so I mean, he, he was really pissed, that was McDonald's but, for for anybody who doesn't speak fourth. God. Yeah, sorry, it's that's okay. The, the accent is, you know, I mean, yeah, it's we, sexy, but does doesn't make uh, things easier to understand. Anyway, so he was really pissed, and it was a blessing in disguise that, uh, you know, he he wasn't, you know, here you you have to do this uh entrance exam you get points and you know it's it's it, it can be difficult to get in to weird places like english major so um anyway it 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 should have been easier because i got in right so yeah, I, I, I i don't know i don't know how he didn't get in being an English major, which here is different than in, in the United States. So it's not about literature, right? No, it's about the language, it's, right? Yeah. So, um, you know. Uh, anyway, back to the quotes. They, 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 I think they got the right dude. Which, Absolutely. Um, yeah, and, they got the, the guy that, they got the right guy. And, and he was fortunate to have his assistants and both of them are now highly sought after so um i i think from his perspective if they stay that's great if they leave that's also great because he can have his own thing yep so it's just perfect but if if i was him i would love to have both of them back yeah sure because uh you know they they did a great job and Luck has been doing great, and you know I, I'm 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 rooting for the courts, even though I'm still pissed about what they did to us. It's just I I can't hate uh, Andrew Luck because he's just I don't know he's like a neckbeard's head on a jock's body, and it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, he is the he is one of the weird. Like you know, we have we have Miles, and Miles is our is very unique. You know, he's got that little nerdy persona, and but but Luck is kind of the same thing, except as a quarterback. You know, and uh, yeah. you know he's tough as nails. You know, I obviously missed a whole over a year with that with that shoulder injury, and you know we kind of thought he would never play. You know, guys have thought he never would play again, and 
I mean, he came out and he threw the ball more than anybody this year, I believe. And they finally came out and they, they addressed their offensive line and they protected him really well. And, you know, it's a team that, you know, I, I don't really typically root for AFC teams, but I kind of want to see the Colts. And I hate the Colts, but I kind of want to see Locke do well because, you know, A, I like him and, and um, I think he's, a you know, it was obviously the guy that, you know, we all wanted on the team back in the day. And, um, and I, I, you know, at the same point, I want to see uh, – I want to see them do good because I, you know, I feel like they got screwed last year with the Josh McDaniel situation. And, it, it, you know, we'll talk more about him, I guess, once we, you know, we talked about him a little bit already, but we'll, we'll talk more about him when we get to uh, coaching stuff. But, um, you know, I kind of feel like they got screwed last year, you know, and, or, <clears throat> or were at least, you know, I think maybe that there was an attempt to, to screw them over and it backfired big time. Um, it'll be interesting to see, if uh, the Colts and the Patriots end up playing each other, uh, you know, that storyline play itself out. It'll be, you know, very interesting. Um, you know, I guess- and, and back, back to the courts for a second. Um, uh, I think, I think his, their GM is, is called Ballard or something like that. And he made some really, really good uh, draft choices. So uh, I think, yeah, Chris Ballard. And you're right. He This was a phenomenal draft for them. I mean, uh, you know, the move back to – the trade with the Jets, they, they added three first uh, three second rounders. Um, then up picking Leonard, who was, uh, as a rookie, first team All-Pro. Uh, they drafted Quentin Nelson, who I think was either first or second team All-Pro, um, you know, in the first year. I mean, you draft two guys like that in the, in the first two rounds. Uh, as well as they draft, I believe they addressed right tackle uh, and and got a good starter out of uh, at, in the second round there. I mean, that, again, just a solid, solid uh, draft. I mean, it's similar to ours in the sense that Ballard's probably going to be uh, executive of the year. But, you know, we all know that uh, Dorsey deserves to be in that conversation as well. So um, both teams drafted really well, and you could see the, the drastic difference in their teams the Colts, uh, I think, were picking third, so they had the third worst record in the in the league last year. Um, you know, we had the worst record in the league last year. So, you know, two teams that were way down the spectrum, and the Colts managed to get themselves into the playoffs this year. Uh, and we uh, were. On- I mean, we 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 changed the divisions, and it's completely different story. Well, yeah. Well, if we're in the in the South, I think. Were uh, you know? I mean, it's tough to say that, though. I'm not. I'm not saying we waltz in, but I think we're in in the playoffs. If, if we're in the south, we, yeah, I think we're in the in the playoffs. If we're in the south, well, it's it, it's 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 different in the north because it's just. I, I th- think I, th- the- I think it's tougher. Even 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 in the down year, even even when the the Browns. Have been shit for like two decades. Uh, even when we went to their house, uh, these these games were not always gimme games. I mean, some sometimes we were we we've gotten uh, our ass kicked, but uh, a lot of the times these things were really close. And I know we've lost a lot of them, but um, I'm just saying it's it's. Uh, much more of a cakewalk down south than than here. Yeah, despite, I mean, I, despite the Browns being so shit for so long. Yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, I guess I could see that. I, I think, you know, 
I think looking forward in comparison, you're right. Maybe if we play in the South and we play the, the, I mean, but you got three teams that were solid in, in, in the, in the South, you know, the Titans were right there for the playoffs. The, the, you know, it's not, you know, that I think the divisions are comparable this, this last year. Um, and, you know, neither one, I guess the Texans were, were probably the best of the, you know, they had the best record of all the teams, you know, between the two divisions, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they were better than the Ravens or the Steelers. So just that they, you're right. You know what? I think you're right. Maybe if we're in the South, we, we might, we, we might get ourselves in the playoffs. Um, I think uh, the teams down there. Go ahead. Just one more thing. I, I, I think if we win this last game and we are in and now wait, we aren't in, but if we, were in the playoffs somehow. Then I mean, it was it was relatively close, I'd say, because uh, I know that a lot of shit had to go our way, but uh, we could have won the division and gotten in, and it was I would say. Fairly close, I think. I think uh, maybe maybe I maybe I remember this wrong, but I think the uh, the us winning the division scenario, which was the likeliest, I guess, hung on two games, and both games went against us. Well, actually, it was it was it was a it was like we needed. Um... Both Pittsburgh and Baltimore to lose, uh, oh. in week sixteen. No, I'm sorry. We needed Baltimore to lose one of their last three. One additional game of their last three plus, we had to win out of the last three games. We needed Pittsburgh to lose out all three. They oh. lost two of the three, right? Oh, then I then I misremembered. Okay, yeah. I think. I think basically what happened is we 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 were eliminated by week uh, sixteen. We didn't have a chance because of. Um, oh, okay, okay. Then then ignore what I was about to say. I I, I wanted to say that if we have gotten, we, got in, we would have been a dangerous the, team. And then Dorsey is clearly the executive of the year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no no question. arguing. We go from zero wins to playoffs. I agree. Yeah. Yep. It, it didn't it didn't go that way, but I don't know. It felt like after we got rid of the cancer, it felt like we could we could hang with anybody, even right. though we got like uh, I think two uh, bigger losses: uh, one against the Chargers and one against uh, the Chiefs. But those, I don't know. It's it still felt like we aren't a joke, even against them. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I definitely so, agree with you. One more thing about this Colts-Texans game. I hate the Texans. I have to admit. I don't you know do. why. Maybe, maybe maybe it's because I hate J.J. Watt. And maybe because I hate that I was wrong about uh, Watson. I, I didn't think that he was going to amount to anything. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I was adamantly in that don't want Deshaun Watson. I, I really didn't think he had the arm for the NFL. Like, and it had nothing to do with that, that zero, you know, like that. Uh, remember, remember the preseason when, when 
especially the uh, third game when Kaiser looked good against the Saints. Yeah. And Watson looked absolutely lost against I don't I don't even know who they were playing. Um maybe it was the Lions, I'm not sure. Anyway, he didn't look good in that game and I thought, you know, maybe we may have something going here and then and and then it went completely the other way. Uh, I've I've been pissed about that ever since. Anyway, it 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 it. Uh, it's okay, man. You it, can be it mad. It worked out. It worked out in the end, but um. Yeah, right. it's it's. I, I I prefer I prefer it this way. When I think about it, I I like Baker much better than. I mean, I love the guy. I know you do. I know you do. All right, so listen, we're gonna take a little break, and when we get back, we'll. Uh, I guess we could talk. Um, I don't know. We'll figure something out. All right, <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be right back. All right, so we're back. Um, wild card weekend. We talked about uh, a couple of the games. Um, I guess, I think really, you know, the focus here is the Browns, and I think it always should be. So, um, you know, right now, I guess the biggest issue with us probably will we have two, the two issues. Uh, the draft, which is probably secondary right now to the head coaching search. And, you know, we've interviewed a few candidates already um, so far. Uh both Freddie and, and Greg got their interviews, I think, on no. Tuesday. No. Freddie no. is next week. Freddie's next week, is he? Yeah. yeah. I thought he was going to be later this week. Uh, All right. It was Greg Caldwell, um, the, uh, Dan Campbell. Yes. And Sartoris, or what's his name? The... Uh, uh, the guy who was uh, the OC at Minnesota. I yes. Think? Yeah. Yeah. Who, which is such a weird situation in itself because, you know, we all thought Flip would be the guy that would get the, you know, and Flip gets fired. And, and now a guy who was the OC for three games is getting head coaching interviews. It's just, it's very weird. Um, that's a weird situation in itself. But, um, so I guess my question to you is, who do you want to see be hired as the next head coach of the Cleveland Browns? Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens. Freddie I mean, Kitchens. I, could you have? Would you have thought maybe like five weeks ago that that would be where you, where you were? Did you? Um, no, I I I had I had no idea. Uh, where are we gonna go? I I, I, I preferred Bianami or what's his Eric name? Bien-Ami? The, the, really? The uh, KC Bien-Ami. OC. Okay. Uh, Was that just simple because Andy Reid is Andy Reid kind of thing? Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, I mean, he he he's he is the OC, but you know, uh, Reid likes to call plays. Whatever. He's still the OC. He has been there. He has been with him. He has been, I think, I think he was a running backs coach and assistant head coach too, I think, at some point. And uh, it's, it's, it's not like he has been with Andy for like a year or something. Yeah, no, he's been there for a while. Um, 
Oh, he's a, another one, long-time NFL player. Um, yeah, I mean, he's got an, I think he gets, he's getting an interview with the Jets this week. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's a good chance he's going to end up with the job. Uh, um, I, I, I trust uh, Dorsey with, with his uh, coaching search. It's just that the names so far have been very uh, underwhelming. I mean, Greg, I think, deserved an interview. And I think it was appropriate to have him interview first. I think that okay, was yeah. absolutely appropriate. Then yeah, no. Jim Caldwell, waste of time. That's a waste of time right there. Uh, then you have someone who was uh, the interim head coach of the Dolphins and did good. And he was also, or he has been, a tight end coach for the Saints while being an assistant head coach. Yeah. And I would say that's also impressive because he did good as an interim head coach. In, he did. In in Miami, and that I, I don't think that was easy to, to kind of uh, do a sort of a Greg ish turnaround. I, I don't think that was an easy job to do. Uh, and you know, being with I, f- I forget the Saints head coach's name, uh, blah, 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 Sean Peyton, Peyton. Yeah. being with Peyton uh, for I don't know how long, a couple of years. Yep. That's uh, that's not a bad thing, and no. it's not like their titans have been slouches all all this time. So he is more impressive than I would say Caldwell. I'm not gonna say Greg because I'm I'm fairly. It, it, it's as if Greg had changed the moment. He became a head coach. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he ever thought he was going to get the opportunity to do it again. You know, I kind of think that he thought that that you know his that that was never going to happen again. But you know, maybe, maybe he just you know kind of he maybe he was in a, a weird but very beneficial headspace. Like I'm not I'm not going to be here for very, very long. I'm trying to be the best for the players that I can be, and I'm going to be a calming influence. Maybe I maybe he thought that, but the way that I feel is that he was just that this calming influence, uh, sort of back to normalcy after the bullshit that's been here, uh, back to competing, back to having fun, and that worked out. I don't know if he is going to maintain that going forward. If he is the head Kept coach on again, as the head coach, yeah. Which I don't think is going to happen. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen either. I will say, uh, go ahead, go ahead. You can finish up your point. Uh, so we have we have uh, a few more names that uh, you know. McDaniel's wants the job. I don't know if we are going to interview him or not. Um, there's McCarthy. I don't want either of these guys. No, me either. Uh, next week, as far as I know, early next week. I don't know exactly when, but Freddie is going to interview, which I think he deserves. And um, it's just, uh, I, th- I think we are going to Im- interview one of the uh, Colts coaches. Am I wrong? 
There have been so many names. Yeah, I mean, it, we, it's, I wouldn't doubt if it, we interviewed eight or nine people. I mean, I really don't. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Doris is going to be done by the end of next week, which is uh, I don't know. It's uh, I'm glad that he's uh, thorough, but uh, well, look, here's the thing: is it's probably you know I I heard you know a couple guys get on and say that the Green Bay job is the most desirable job in the NFL right now of all the open jobs. I think there's eight, um, so it's 25 percent of the teams that are looking for new coaches. Um, but I don't think that that's the case at all. I mean, you know, everyone's like, "Well, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers." I listen. I, Aaron there, Rodgers. A, is, Aaron Rodgers he, is he's he is not in his prime. He's you know, I'm not saying he's still not great. He's still great. Or so. Thirty-five, I think. But he's on his way down, or he's at the plateau. He's not getting any better. Um, it's a team. You know, there's some positives there. You know, you don't you don't have an owner to work for. It's um, it's a little bit different system. Uh, you know, the, the GM is going to be patient with you. Um, obviously, you wouldn't be coming to a situation where Jimmy Haslam's your owner. So, I mean, uh, there's some positives there. But at the same point, you look at our roster with a young quarterback who has already proven he can play. Um, and all that salary cap money and, you know, the fan base that is rabid. You know, everyone's like, oh, the Green Bay fans are great. The Browns fans are great, too. Oh, yeah, let's I mean, not kid ourselves here. There are, ele- there's 11, about- 11 weeks out of 17, we won the uh, uh, Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Week, week yeah. Rookie yeah. of the Year, sorry. I mean, Rookie of the Year is going to come home, too, because... Um, I didn't know that Rookie of the Year is up for a similar award. So since it's up for a award, it's it's coming home too. Plus, we we just merged with with the uh, Sooner Nation thanks to <laughs> thanks to Baker, yeah. which is uh, I I have to admit uh, it's um, sort of a welcome addition. Even to the uh, forums, uh, the guys that uh, came on from uh, that uh, fan group have, have been having really cool. So uh, we, we we needed some fresh blood in there. Yeah, I mean, I have uh, I have been marred by absence the last couple of weeks. I think I have maybe two posts in the last two and a half weeks. I've been been a little bit busy, but uh, you know, I will. Uh, I haven't seen any of that stuff, but you know, I'm sure that the sooner guys are, are all big Baker guys. They all love him, and rightfully so. Um, and you know, I, he was as you know good for them as he's been for us so far. And and uh, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, but, that's it's awesome. But anyway, you were absolutely right. This the we are the best uh, job out there. Yeah, and, I don't even uh, think it's. I don't, honestly don't even think it's close. Um, no. Now, I mean, I've heard other guys get up and say, you know, the Browns is the, definitely the best job. Pete Traeger has been saying it for probably seven weeks now that he thought that this was the best job available um, or yeah. would be the best job available even even after McCarthy got fired. Um, you know, so, you, you know, we've had real good, smart media guys come out and say that as well. So it's it's one of those things, I guess it's it's your, your, your take – Short term and long term, I think uh, the one th- there obviously there are two drawbacks um, to this head coaching search or, you know, guys that potentially would take this job. And, and the first being the clear, obvious uh, Jimmy Haslam elephant in the room, um, you know, uh, 
he did give he did give you Jackson a third year after two horrific you know a one win season one win in two years and he gave him almost a third you know he almost gave him a half a third year he probably would have finished the season out had it not gotten so ugly between uh you and Haley um and maybe we should thank Todd for that too because you know imagine if we didn't have, we would have had to put Baker through a full year of you know, well, I I don't even want to entertain yeah. the thought Anyways, so that's the first thing is, is Jimmy Haslam, you know, he's got that notoriously quick trigger. Although this this last time around, for some reason or another, he was the guy that got the third year. Um, the other thing is the expectation level for next year is going to be, I think, sky high. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if we don't get into the playoffs, at least it's a failure of a season. Yeah, see, now it's tough to say that because obviously this year is not even over yet. We don't know what other teams are going to yeah. do. We don't yeah, know. That's true. We don't know who we're drafting. We don't know who our head coach is. Um, so here you are saying something like that. And, you know, we don't, you know, what if somebody gets hurt in preseason? What if, you know, yeah, God forbid. So, I mean, yeah. it's tough. But that's that's the, that's the level of expectations already. You know what I'm saying? And we haven't even, you know, we don't, we haven't, we haven't, taken we haven't even drafted you know we haven't even signed a coach we haven't made one draft pick we haven't done any otas we haven't played a preseason snap you know like so there's you know there's a lot yeah that has to happen before we could even get to that point yeah i mean but, it's it's eight months before we get to some meaningful real, football again yeah i mean i don't care about the playoffs I, 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 the only thing that i care about is no, no i mean yeah. Yeah. Okay, I get you. Ra- yeah. Ravens should lose. Uh, Patriots should lose. Anything else is I don't care. Yeah. I mean, so I guess I, I'm I'm back. You know. By, back, by the way, to, what's, I guess, what's what's your opinion about? That's about, where I was going to get to. Um. So here's the thing: is I, you know, for a while I, I was, you know, I I guess I was on the, you know, keep Greg as long as we get to keep Freddie thing, but I kind of think that. If we don't, you know, because I thought that was a, the way that it would work, you know, if we sign Greg finished five and three, man, I and he and we played well in almost every game, you know, we could have won, we should have, you know, could have gone six and two. Um, we played decent against the the, the the Chiefs. The really only game that we got absolutely manhandled was the Pittsburgh game, right? Oh no, that was you. That was you, Jackson. Still. Uh-huh. Um, Texans, the Texans game. That's the one I completely forgot yeah. about. So, I mean, overall, you know, it's tough to say if the guy would have gone six and two, how do you not keep him? But, you know, I, here's the thing is from what I'm hearing, you know, from the, I, you know, I actually heard an interview. With, I, I know I say his name a lot, but I, he's one of the guys I really do respect. Uh, Pete Traeger was on um, Mike Francesa the other day, who is a sportscaster in New York, kind of a legendary guy here. They call him the Pope. Um, and he has a, a radio show and Traeger's on one day a week. And I just happened to be listening to, to the game, uh, to happen to be listening and Traeger got on and, and, um, he was the one that he came on and said that, you know, I think the Browns job is the most, you know, the most, uh, the most interesting and exciting job and probably the most desirable job out there. And, uh, he said, don't count Freddie kitchens out. He kind of thinks that that's where the direction they're going to go. And again, you know, the, the reason being is that Baker loves him. Uh, and you know, but then do you want to hire the guy 
that Baker loves. Baker already controls that locker room. It's his locker room. It's his team. Um, you know, I'm sure there's other guys out there that, you know, guys like Kirksey, uh, who were, you know, and Petonio, who were, you know, captains and leaders on that team. But they don't have the, the – they don't it's have ba- the – It's Baker's it's team. It's Baker's team. It is. You're right. And do you want to give a first-year quarterback, a guy who played one year in the NFL – choice basically his choice as head coach so i mean i get it's tough but i i I like what freddie did with baker i mean obviously it worked um here's here's an interesting here's an interesting dilemma um one of the coaches that i absolutely love and respect the hell out of um specifically after the last couple years is anthony lynn and i I don't know if he's a great head coach, but I'll tell you what he's really good at. He is a he's a leader of men. He is a he's a he's a guy that guys want to play for. He he makes really good decisions in the game, but really what he is is he's a guy that that guys want to play for. And not only do they want to play for him, but they respect him. You know, I mean, he's got Philip Rivers respect, and I'm sure that's not something easy to do. Um and I would say that Dan Campbell is the kind of guy that reminds me of that. You know, like he's a guy that I think guys would want to play for. You know, he's a he's a I think he's a, he could be a leader of men. Now, does that does that make him a great head coach? I don't I don't know if it necessarily does. But if he gets himself good assistance, maybe he keeps Freddie. You know, I, I think I think certain coaches that that anybody that they interview certain guys probably Caldwell probably Campbell um I would think not McDaniels but definitely anybody you know under that level uh and Caldwell I mean I I say under that level is a guy who won 15 and one 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 year but let's be honest he's not getting a job anywhere uh as a head coach without some caveats because I don't I don't think he's a good coach he just kind of fell into a great situation with the with the Colts um after Dungey retired but the I would think that if Campbell was hired on as a coach if um this Minnesota assistant offensive coordinator was hired on as a coach if uh Caldwell was hired on as a coach they would all be with the caveat that um Freddie Kitchens is staying and I wouldn't have a problem with that you know I me neither. I, I I don't you know normally head coaches want to come in with their guy, but I think I think if we get a head coach that's a, you know not a specific offensive guy who runs a specific system, like I mean Caldwell's an offensive guy, Campbell's an offensive guy, but they're not you know that I, I think they've done different things in different spots. But if you get um, if you were to bring in McDaniel's, let's say he's going to want to run his system. He's going to want to be the offensive coordinator. He's going to want to bring in his guy, you know. So I think it's a little different. It's tough to tell him that he's got to keep Freddie Kitchens, but I think he can tell everyone else that they have to. What do you think? Uh, well, I think uh, one of the one of the things uh, that. I'm not, I don't even sure that it bothers me. It's just something that I find interesting. It's uh, a lot of the coaches that we are interviewing uh, have similar experience level as Kitchens does. Wow. Like a, a lot of these guys have one year under their belt as coordinators, and 
as other assistants before that. Uh, Freddy has fewer games, of course, because it took some time before we fired the assholes. But uh, sort of similar experience level, you know? And um, a lot of people count Freddy out because, you know, he, he has... I think it was Rudy who said that at the beginning that he didn't have enough enough experience. I don't know. And, you know, these other guys that we are bringing in, in my mind, have a similar experience. I mean, a few more games as coordinators, you know, similar yeah. age. Um, so that's, that's why, that's why I think it's, it's, uh, plus, you know, um, we have all these, past coaches who were not uh, head coaches before they were head coaches. You know, I mean, you, you have to, it's, it's sort of like uh, requiring five years of experience for, for an entry-level job. You know, you know that sort of bullshit when you start looking for jobs is yep. right after university and, you know, there's this catch-22 kind of situation where... You need experience, yep. Yeah, and uh, I think it's it's sort of like that. Uh, you do not want someone who was a head coach before, like Caldwell, because he is a failed coach in my mind. He didn't do anything. Nothing. I don't disagree with you. I think that one of the things that... um... I'm with you. I don't. I almost don't want. I don't want to hire a guy like that. I don't, and I don't want to hire McDaniel's. I, I would rather hire Freddie. But do we do we take the same route that the the that the Bucks took? You know, they kept uh, Dirk around because he had a good chemistry with Jameis, and look where that look where they are now. You know, like you know, there's a guy that probably wasn't ready to coach, and yeah, that's, that's as a result, true. That's you know. True. It's it's not that different a situation, you know, like, so I, I don't, you know, it's one of those things. That, yeah, but, but, you know, I mean, that's why, that's why, that's why I like the process that, that Dorsey goes through. I, I agree. Mean. And I think that, 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 that specific situation might be playing a part in this is that he wants to keep Freddie around, but at the same point, he doesn't feel like he should, you know, it's, it's safe to give the guy the head coaching job. Yeah. So maybe, you, you have to be thorough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so maybe Arians, you know, I don't know if we have any inclination to, to interview him because I haven't heard anything, but I know he wanted oh. to come here. Um, By the way, the, the, uh, uh, Brown's, uh, PR or whatever guys do a really great job that, sort of co- confirming uh, that we have interviewed someone. I yeah. really love that. That there's no me- media silence and just rumors flying around. You know? Yeah. Browns, Browns confirm it as, uh, as soon as the interview's over. Well, uh, you know, relatively yeah. speaking. So that's, uh, I just I just want to give kudos so, for that because that's great. So Freddie Kitchens is your guy. I agree. Yeah. I would like to keep him in some role. If it's head coach, great. If it's offensive coordinator, that's awesome too. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, if we get into a situation where uh, Freddie stays as an OC, then I'm I'm not complaining. But I would yeah. prefer him to be the head coach. Yeah, because I think that he maybe maybe it's because he was uh, starting quarterback at Alabama, and when you are 
even though I, I think in those years they weren't as great as they were today. No, but uh, I think it was started for like three years or so, maybe four. And and that's one of the programs that even even down years there's a certain air about it. You know, you are gonna get at least these. Um, in that geographical area, the prospects that grew up, fans, whatever. Mm-hmm. So to be a leader in that kind of environment, I think that teaches you something, especially when you do it for years. And the stories that we have been getting out of uh, Browns about how uh, Freddie has been uh, conducting himself when he became a coordinator... That's uh, I really liked it. You know, going going to the players, going to the uh, uh, meeting room with the offensive linemen, asking them what they like. You know, going to uh, you know going to the players, asking what. I think I I only heard the offensive lineman one, but I'm pretty sure that he did this with everyone, with the running backs, what they like with the. Uh, uh, receivers and so on and he has a really great relationship uh, seemingly with uh baker he did he did some great uh things digging out uh the uh flex bone plays uh some wing t concepts from the bottom of that 700 page playbook uh, you know, you, you he had the same thing that Haley and Hugh had, and he made something awesome out of it. Yeah, yeah. And that has to amount to something, in my mind. Uh, but then again, as you said, uh, it doesn't always work out. So that's why I, I like that he's getting his day as far as I know, next week. I think it's either Monday or Tuesday. That he, I think it's Tuesday that he's getting an interview. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure because McCarthy is next week too. And then I think... I think they are going to get uh, the uh, defensive coordinator of the Colts, maybe. Uh, who else? Do you have any names? I'm not sure. I have to. I'd have to look, man. I, I didn't. I, I know we were scheduled to talk to a lot of guys, but for yeah. the most part, I, you know, it's the names that we've talked about. Those are the ones that I, you know. Uh, yeah, one of the names that um, we have heard so far, um, uh, the Iowa State head coach, Dave Campbell, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's leaving. No, he's already turned down a couple teams for interviews. Yeah. So I don't think you know. I, I don't think he's going to turn a couple teams down and then interview for somebody else. It's just that wouldn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah, I mean, Riley is not gonna... not interviewing. Nope. Yeah. Um, what else? I mean, uh, someone I would really like to get a look at is uh, Mississippi State's. Defensive coordinator, uh, because what he's done is awesome. It's just such a disciplined 
fantastic defense that he managed to put together yep. in, in, in that conference. I mean, I just love it, what, what he's been doing. I, I, I really would, you know, most people prefer an offensive mind coach, and uh, that's fine with me. But, um, you know, again, the Bears, the Ravens, these great defenses are there. And I, I think that they are going to be there at the end, sadly. I mean, I don't mind the Bears, but the Ravens. Yeah, well, I, I'm with you. I, same, same boat. Anyways, listen, let's uh, let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll wrap everything up. We'll talk, uh, I guess, predictions for the playoffs, and then, uh, or we could just pick our winners and losers, and we'll go from there and uh, wrap up uh, some Brown stuff. So we'll be right back on the other side. Okay, so to wrap up uh, this uh, episode of the Long Table, I guess we should talk about um, our predictions for the playoffs. I know you're not, uh, again, like, you know, your Browns are your thing and that's really it, but I guess, you know, as an NFL fan, we could try to pick out the teams that we like and who we're rooting for and, uh, you know. Yeah, sure. So, um so obviously, uh, the teams that we're rooting against right off the bat are the Ravens, uh, probably, uh, in your case, the Patriots. Um, yeah. I am going to say that I will be rooting against the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Ravens. Uh, so I would like to see uh, Chicago – I actually would like to see Chicago make a little run at it. I, I You know, that's a team – city that hasn't won in a long time um, – so I wouldn't mind them getting getting advancing in, into the playoffs. Same thing with the, you know, I guess the Colts. I'd be kind of happy to see make a move and and the Chargers as well. Um, obviously, I want to see as much of Mahomes as possible. That guy is awesome. I love watching him play. Would have loved to had drafted him, but at the same point, still happy with Baker. Um, so if I was to pick teams right now that I think, uh, if I was to pick my potential. Uh, AFC championship game matchup. I think you're probably looking at, uh, I'd go chalk here. I think it's going to be chiefs and, and Patriots. Um, and, uh, that'll be an interesting game. We can, we can talk about the winners next week, uh, and see where we are and how we're, how we're doing. But I really do think it's going to end up being a chiefs Patriots, uh, you know, barring any crazy injuries or anything, uh, championship game. And, and on the NFC side, I think, um, you know, I think the Bears can actually make themselves a legitimate contender to uh, to the Super Bowl, um, depending on how things play out. Um, so I would really hate to say uh, Saints-Bears, but I think that you probably could see that game. Um, how about you? What do you got? What do you think going – into the championship weeks. What do you think? Who do you, who do your final four? Let's, let's say. Oh boy. Um, I don't even know if, if these are possible because I, I, I don't know how, how it goes the but, and stuff. Okay. But, um, uh, so the championship games, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I think on the NFC side, it's, uh, Saints bears. If that's possible, I don't know. I think it is. Cause the bears are the three. So they would play the Saints are the one. So yeah, the the Rams. If the Bears win, they'll play the Rams. If the uh, 
yeah, and then it, you'd end up with the Saints and the and the Saints would, you know, the winner of the Saints and uh, their game would play the winner of the Rams and the Bears. So if the Bears win, yes, uh, they could they could play uh, the Saints in the championship game. That's why I said. Yeah, so I I think that the that Bears defense is gonna it's gonna slap the uh, the Eagles uh, around the Eagles around and then show the Rams what's what and then anything can happen in the championship game and the Saints also have uh, I think a much better defense than they had in the previous uh, like like from 2010 to 2016 or whatever yeah I agree and um, it's not as good as their offense, but it's it's still a respectable defense. So anything can happen there. And um, on the AFC side, uh, I, I I I really think that the Ravens are gonna play if that's possible. The uh, Patriots can it happen? The no, yes, it can. Um, the Colts and the Texans are the uh, three and six seeds, and the Ravens and the Chargers are the four and the five. So, um, as long as the Texans win, uh, wait, uh, I'm not really sure. Yeah, they, it can happen. There's a chance that it can happen. Yeah. So you think the Ravens are going to play the Patriots? Uh, yeah. Well, right. well uh, it's it's if if I had to pick two teams, if the, of, if the Colts the win, six, if the Colts beat the Texans, the Patriots would play the winner of the Chargers in the Ravens game. Okay, but then, yeah, okay. I mean, as much as I hate the Ravens. What's happening right now is it it feels to me like they have their regular great defense. Uh, it's it's either them or the Bears with the best defense. It, it seems I th- I think even in DVOA they are one and two whatever. Uh, plus they have this fairly unusual. Offense, and unlike the uh, Redskins of 2012, they got into their groove uh, after at the end of the season. So that's my prediction. All right. So I um, I hate to do this and cut short, but uh, got a little little issue at the homestead. So. Uh... I guess we can wrap this up and uh, see you next week. Yeah, we'll catch you with the problem. (laughs) We'll talk next week. All right. Hopefully we'll be talking about our head coach. Yeah. All right. See you. Take care.
Hey everybody, it's Neil Patel, Editor-in-Chief of The Verge. I host a podcast every week called The Verge Cast with my friends Paul Miller and Dieter Bone. We've got a rotating cast of characters from our entire site, which is about technology, how it impacts culture, and how that is all a big cycle that causes us to have a wide variety of feelings that you can listen to every Friday. We've done over 300 episodes in the six years since The Verge has been around, but you only need to listen to one, the latest one, to get caught up on everything in tech news. Vergecast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere else you listen to podcasts, check it out. Hello, I'm Neelai Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of, like, afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.